Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Hello guys, welcome to church. I'm so excited about today. I feel like I say I'm so excited a lot because I honestly am always, always excited, um, especially when I get to do this. Um, Today is a very special day because we are going to be talking about um, another favorite story of mine in the book of Acts. And um, a lot of us are familiar with this story. It is about the lame beggar at the beautiful gate and what happened after that. But before I go any further, I hope everybody is safe and sound. I hope your family is safe. Um, I know there's a lot we are still trying to figure out in the process as we are journeying through, you know, this pandemic. And I just pray that the Lord will guide us. I pray that the Lord will guard you. You and yours, your family will be safe in the mighty name of Jesus. Last week, I prayed for people who are dealing with anxiety, depression, because they don't know what to do right now in the moment. Um, You may have lost your job. You may have lost something or you're losing business. Lord knows everybody is affected by this. And Um, Because of that, your heart, your emotional state um, is giving, you're you're not in a very healthy place. And I just pray for you. And I would like to pray for some of you right now. I just encourage you before we go any further. Is that okay? Great. So just bow your head with me. Father, I pray for every person watching. I pray for your sons and daughters who are in a state right now where they did not know what to do, how to do it. I pray, Father, that your light will guide them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that your spirit will be poured out on them, that they will know what to do, how to do it, why, when, and where, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, this season, as we journey through the book of Acts, and we learn about the work of your spirit as we yield, I pray that we will be testimonies of your of the work of your spirit in our lives as well in the mighty name of jesus and i just pray for today's service i pray that you speak to me you speak through me to your children in the mighty name of jesus thank you father and for any person that is joining the tribe for the first time i just pray that they feel your warmth they feel your love in jesus mighty name i pray amen amen Last week, we talked about men on fire. Amen. And that was us going through Acts 2 and understanding what the meaning of Pentecost was. And I told you our testimony at the tribe Abuja that our testimony is the tribe Abuja was founded on Pentecost Sunday two years ago. Amen. And in about two weeks on May 20th, the tribe Abuja will be turning to. Hallelujah. I would have burst out into Zanku or something right now, but I don't want to lose my train of thought. But trust me, I'm very, very excited. Um, we are going to be having a celebration service, um, like you've heard already, on, um, at, um, sorry, on May 31st. So we have some guest ministers who will be joining us, which is very exciting. Here I go again with exciting, but I'm excited. So just stay tuned. Uh, Continue to pray for the tribe. And um, 
let's just let's just continue to move at the speed of God and be part of what he's doing. Glory to God. Amen. So we're going to go straight into the word right now. And um, we are going to be covering two chapters, actually. Acts 3 and <clears throat> Acts 4. To be honest, I kind of debated what the title of my sermon will be. Um, I have sought to just name it prayers that shake and that's from a direct quote that uh, in scripture that you'll see but my initial thinking was to name it shook that that was my initial thinking honestly i wanted to name it shook it sounds catchy and um, i was hoping it will hook my listeners i'm dope okay um acts 3 can you just open your bible with me okay no what will happen is i will just give you an overview of the entire book right uh, of the entire chapters then i will pick out points passages scriptures and we will share and just go through it amen <clears throat> so here's what happened pentecost had happened right the spirit was poured out mightily on the 120 people in the upper room then they go out speaking in tongues for the first time and they are declaring the mighty works of God. And Jews from all over hear this. Apostle Peter stands and preaches the most amazing sermon ever. And 3,000 people are added to their number. Glory to God. And at the end of chapter 2, the Bible gives us a picture of the healthy, a, a perfect healthy church. And it was um, the people committed themselves to fellowship to the apostles teaching glory and to communion hallelujah and to prayer those four things and when we started the tribe that, that was where we concentrated on second um, acts 2 verse 42 to the end just trying to understand what the healthy church was Hallelujah. And um, I just want to plug again that at the beginning of the year, we did a series called The Church. Um, just go, it's on our YouTube, go through it and just see what we talked about in there. But now after that, you know, the church is growing, right? So we see in Acts 3 that Apostle Peter and John were on their way to the temple for prayers. And as they were about to enter the temple at the beautiful gate, they meet a beggar who has been at the gate for decades and he asked them for money for funds and they were like bro we don't have funds right and they said but what we have we are going to give to you and they proceeded to heal this man this man is healed he's rejoicing he's clinging to the apostles then there's a crowd gathering right then apostle peter stands and he preaches another message i think that besides the holy spirit at work in peter he was a very what's the word um what's the word eva outspoken person thank you you know <laughs> he was like he would just get up and go remember when jesus was like i'm going to jerusalem so that i can die and peter was like god forbid thing. and jesus was like get get be behind me and this was after peter had said you are the son of the living god and jesus said uh, flesh and blood has not revealed to you and upon this rock i'll build my church but you know peter was that kind of person 
very passionate about what he believed. So he stands in chapter 3 and he preaches and he said, look, why are you surprised that we are able to do this through the power of the name of Jesus Christ? And you guys murdered him. You murdered the author of life. And he preached this message. And the Bible says that 5,000 people believed. Glory to God. An amazing harvest. Then what happens? The religious leaders, the elders, the scribes, they arrive on the scene and they see this commotion happening, right? And you know, you don't want to destroy somebody's ministry that he has built for, you know, <laughs> years and years. So what do they do? They arrest him. They arrest them, pardon me, and they go, they spend the night in the cell. And um, I honestly believe that they spend the night praying and, you know, just worshiping God. Um, it doesn't record that, but come on, I'm sure that's what they were doing. Um, the next day, they present themselves to, to, you know, to the leaders and they ask them, by whose power or authority are you doing what you're doing? And the Bible says, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, proceeded to answer them. After answering them, they were like, guy, you cannot continue saying the name of Jesus. You know what we are going to do? We are going to flog you, but you have to stop preaching about Jesus and his name. And they were like, we're sorry, man. We have to obey God. Then they flog them, shall they go home. And they went home rejoicing. Can you imagine? They were rejoicing because they were being persecuted. They were rejoicing because they were suffering for the sake of the gospel. Then the Bible says they gathered themselves together, all the disciples now, and they prayed. Amen. And this is where we get our title for the sermon. And the Bible says as they prayed, I'm just going to read it so you can open with me to Acts Acts 4, I'm going to read from verse 23 to the end. And it says, and when, they released, and when they were released, they went to their friends and reported that the chief priests and the elders, reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. Verse 27, For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your, and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak, listen, your word with all bold, boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was what? Shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, uh, we're going to be going through some things and um, we'll just be picking them one after the other. Hallelujah. So, we, we're going to start in um, Acts 3 verse 6. So, the, Peter and John, they meet this man, right? And he's asking them, he's begging 
for bread. He's begging for money. And see, guy responds. He said, but Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible says they, lift, they stretched out their hands and they pulled him and he started to walk. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is what I want us to understand here. They did not plan for a healing service. They did not plan for a signs and wonders service. They were on their way to prayer. Then what happened? They healed someone. And because they healed someone, there was a mighty revival. There was a mighty harvest, 5,000 people. So like I said last week, the Holy Spirit doesn't come upon us so that we can just receive charismatic gifts. The Holy Spirit comes upon us so that we can get power to witness. So healing, signs, wonders, speaking in tongues are supposed to help witness us, witness, uh, bear witness to Jesus. Hallelujah. We see that in the example here. They said this, I have no silver and gold, but what I have, I give to you. You know, um, one of my issues about the so-called prosperity gospel, which in my opinion is no gospel at all, because the gospel of God is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. The, the, the so-called um, prosperity gospel of, and, and let me define it so that everybody will be on the same page with me, of you need material wealth so that you can bear witness to Jesus is a lie of the devil. Material wealth does not witness to Jesus. Material wealth does not bear witness to God. If not, why don't we all just worship the God of Dangote? Don't get me wrong. Wealth isn't evil, but the notion that you need material wealth to minister you the notion that you need material wealth to bear witness to jesus is a lie we see it here that i have no silver or gold but what i do have i give to you what does that mean they were saying that greater is he that is in them than what is in their bank accounts amen than what is in their checkbooks now, I want to stress again, I'm not saying material wealth is evil. I'm saying that material wealth should not be used, that don't use the excuse of you need to gain material wealth to be able to minister, uh, minister or bear witness to Jesus. Are we on the same page? Amen. Remember, I said I need feedback from you guys, so I need you to be commenting and, and just um, basically interacting with what I'm saying. So... Amen. He says, I have no silver, I have no gold, but what I do have, I give to you. And what do they have? They said, we have power in the name of Jesus. What we have, child of God, what we have, daughter and son of God, is power in the name of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus 
is that name that is above every other name. His name is higher than your bank account. His name is higher than the person that clears your checks. His name is higher than the person that pays your salaries or wages. Hallelujah. His name is higher than your surname, than any king or president or leader. What we have more than anything is the name of Jesus Christ. And it's not just that we are using that name. Because God has given him a name above every other name, he has given him authority as well. And the Bible says we are co-heirs with him in inheritance and we are co-heirs with him in that authority. We have that shared authority in Christ Jesus. And that is why the apostles said this, what I have, I have power in the name of Jesus. And that is what I'm giving to you today. Amen. Are you tracking with me? So, they gave him what they had. Now, I also want to say, I'm not saying you don't need um, material things for the sake of the gospel, right? Or movement of the gospel. I'm just saying that that notion that um, you, you cannot do without it, I think it's a lie. Glory to God. But see, see one thing we, we should learn from the apostles as well. If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. Amen? Repeat after me. If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. These people were on their way for a prayer meeting and they turned it into a healing revival service. They were already ready. Amen? If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. And imagine, they were, they just even, they were probably just going to pass him by. It's not like they were like, come here, let's heal you. It was when he approached them or asked for it, they responded by healing him. If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. You know what that means? It means you don't see every day as an ordinary day. There, in the so-called mundanities of life, you see the miraculous or you see the opportunities for the miraculous. In the so-called in the so-called ordinary days of life, you are able to see opportunities for the extraordinary. In the natural, you are able to see opportunities for the supernatural. Are you tracking with me? If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready, which means every day is a so-called spiritual cathedral for you. You'll seize the day in the mighty name of Jesus because you see that God is able to use you at any time of the day, at any hour, any minute. If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. So you stay in step with the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit at every moment and you have opportunity to heal people to present the message of the gospel. At every moment, you see that opportunity, that there's no such thing as ordinary people. Because um, like C.S. Lewis says, that we are all spirits that have human bodies. We are not humans that um, have spirits. 
So any person you encounter, the person beside you right now, or if you're alone in your room, your friends, your family, your co-workers, your landlord, your boss, they are spiritual beings first. So um, remember Paul also said that um, he prays that God should open our eyes so that we start to see as God sees. Um, pardon me, I'm trying to um, remember the exact um, quote, but that basically you have to see that um, you no longer see people according to the flesh. Amen. So you see every person as a spiritual being. Someone, and if the person is an unbeliever, he is dead in his sin. Regardless of how good or uh, good he or she appears, that they are dead and they need the message of the gospel. They need Jesus Christ to raise them to life, like we have been translated from death to life as well. Are you with me? So if you stay ready, you won't have to get ready because there are no ordinary days. Glory to God. There's always an opportunity to show Christ. God is looking for vessels that are always ready and that he will um, use. Glory to God. Amen. Another thing, um, let us jump to, so after this happens, right? Uh, Peter preaches this message. People believe they are then arrested. Then let us jump to Acts 4-7. And we see that in Acts 4-7, this is what happens. The religious leaders asked them, and when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? By what power or by what name did you do this? I want you to understand something. One of the greatest threats to Christianity is not terrorism. It's not atheism. It is not the government. One of the greatest threats to our faith is the spirit of religion. We see here that these people were threatened and they asked them, this was something they had asked Jesus about three years prior. It says, by what authority, whose name, whose name are you doing these things? Because the spirit of religion does not understand kingdom. One of the greatest threats to the church is people who think they are fighting on behalf of God and are totally against God. Do you know what Jesus called them? Jesus called them brood of vipers. You are of your father, the devil. One of the hardest statements Jesus made. You are, you are of your father, the devil. And those were people who were supposedly righteous in the eyes of the law. One of the greatest threats is the spirit of religion. Now, we may think that we are not part of that, right? But this is something every one of us needs to be praying against. And because some of us have been raised in that system, and we need to ask the Lord to heal us from that. Amen. Because, and, and what... We're, um, where do you see, how do you know that you have the spirit of religion? Is when you start to question the power of God. And not that you're 
curious in the sense that you want to know, but you feel threatened by it. Where is this small girl coming from? Where is this small boy coming from? Which day, which day this one starts ministry? When you catch yourself doing that, just ask for repentance. Because you think you're fighting for God. You are fighting God. Remember Joshua? When he, the Lord, when it was time for them to fight Jericho, and Joshua went to scout and he saw this uh, angel of God, um, who I believe was actually um, Jesus Christ in um, appearing in the Old Testament, which is called the Christophany. And Joshua asked him, Are you for us or against us? One of the best answers ever. <laughs> and he said, No. Are you for us or are you for against us? He says, I am the captain of the um, armies of the Lord of hosts. So it is better, don't go fighting for God. Meanwhile, you're fighting for yourself. It is the spirit of religion at work in you. Amen. So our duty is not to get God to fight on our side. Our duty is to fight where God is fighting. I don't know if I'm making sense. Amen. So these religious leaders, they see this happening and they thought they had squashed this um, movement by killing their leader about, you know, probably months ago or about a year. And they are seeing this uprising again and they are mentioning the name of Jesus. They say, ah, we killed this bros. Now what's happening? And he said, by whose power, by what authority are you doing this? Beautiful answer. And see, this is the, this is what happens the next verse or uh, uh, same verse it says and when this is verse 7 um, still of chapter 4 said and when they had set them in the midst they inquired by what power by what name do you do this right and um sorry let me just read it verse 8 so by what power or by what name did you do this? And verse 8 says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders. Just, okay. You can continue reading that, but this is what I want to stress. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. Last week I mentioned that the Pentecost was not a one-time event. God said he will pour out his Spirit. And it is not, he did not say, I will pour out on one day. Amen. It was the, the Spirit of God was poured out, is being poured out, and will be poured out. Amen. And remember, we see this in the book of Matthew where Jesus said, When you are called or arrested for my sake and you are asked to present yourself before leaders, he said, do not even go cramming what to say. He said, the Spirit of God will give you what to say. And for the first time, we see that prophecy that Jesus gave come alive in Peter. Because the Bible says in four, chapter 4, verse 8, And Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, and he proceeded to make not just a defense, um, but he gave a presentation of their faith. But Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oftentimes, and, and you know what's beautiful again? Peter gives us um, 
kind of like a template. The, act, the book of Acts actually gives us a template for what the church should look like. And I feel like so many of us, when we got baptized by the Holy Spirit, and you know, where we had this powerful encounter, I feel like for the rest, some of us, for the rest of our journey in, in faith, we, we sometimes want to chase that high that we got. We want to chase that goosebumps that we've the, the goosebumps we felt, you know, that first time. And we are chasing experience. We are chasing this charismatic experience, this outward show. And your life is not being changed. The Bible says Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, he did not start speaking in tongues. He did not start a deliverance service. Yeah, what did he do? He started to speak the gospel, what? Boldly with confidence. Because that is why the Holy Spirit comes on us to present the message of the gospel, to bear witness in power. Amen. So don't chase experience. Hallelujah. Just chase the Holy Spirit and he will give you gifts as he seems fit, right? But also the main thing we need is confidence. Confidence knowing that God is for us. Confidence knowing that he has gone ahead. Confidence knowing that he has provided everything we need. And that when it's time to tell people about, tell the world about Jesus, we will be bold. Hallelujah. We will be bold. And I pray that when that time comes, everybody watching, that you will be able to declare the gospel of Christ in confidence and in boldness in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And see, Peter proceeds to speak this thing, right? And see, let's jump to verse 13. Verse 13 says this. Now, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. I love that word. It said, now when they perceived... Amen. Um, do you know one of the top ways to catch a cheating spouse? A lot of times, cheating spouses come back home with another person's perfume on their body. So, for instance, if it is a man, the spouse perceives a perfume that she knows is not her husband. And Magana Yakari, do you understand? Casaladon bust because you've probably just ended your marriage. Right? And it, this actually goes both ways. But let me we'll just give another example. I know we know so many people that have this strong perfume. And this person may have entered the space and they had left, right? When um, you now come into this place, you're just like, ah, it might be there. Do you understand? Was, was, was Peter here? Do you understand? Because you've perceived that person's perfume, fragrance, fragrance. You've perceived that person's fragrance. And sometimes, unfortunately, body odor. But we're not going to go into that. Amen. But see, he said they perceived that they were with Jesus. So they knew Jesus because he had dealt with them for three years. 
right? And so they knew Jesus' modus operandi. They knew how he talked. They knew all these things because they, I mean, they tracked the guy. You understand? Then they see this same set of people cropping up and they are speaking the same way, the same power, the same authority. They are healing. They are like, okay, we perceive that they had been with Jesus. So Jesus has a scent. Amen. You know the name of his perfume? Ude anointed. Glory. Repeat after me. Jesus' scent is Ude anointed. Amen. They had spent time with the Messiah. And look, I want to tell you that you can, you can experience the same thing. I want you to see something that Apostle Peter, um, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2. He says, but thanks be to God. This is from verse 14. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance, listen, of the knowledge of him everywhere. Verse 15. We, for we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to one a fragrance from death to death to the other a fragrance from life to life hallelujah i'm just going to stop there can you see we are fragrance aroma not just to people but to god as well so when god comes into the midst and he's like, where's Ima? Sorry, I'm using Ima a lot. Where's, where's Peter? And he will perceive his son on you. Woo! Amen. He will perceive his, his son's fragrance. He will perceive his son's um, aroma of victory on you. Glory to God. But that only comes when you have spent time with him. Amen. You don't just pick up someone's fragrance by brushing shoulders with the person. Glory to God. You need to spend time. You have to stay in the same space for a season. Glory to God. Like I said, see, we are a fragrance of life to those who are being saved and a fragrance of death to those who are not being saved, are, are perishing. But they will recognize little that you have been with Jesus. So all of us, in a sense, we carry a scent. I promise I was not trying to write. It's either you are carrying you, the anointed, or you, the annoying. Sorry. <laughs> Please, let's move on. Amen. They perceive that they are with Jesus. Do people perceive that you are with Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Then see, they flogged them and told them that, look, you can no longer talk about this person. You can no longer talk about this Jesus. Then they flogged them. They told them to get out. And the Bible says that they went and they were rejoicing. And they gathered and were like, guys, see what happened to us. I know you were looking for us. I know you were trying my number yesterday. Omar. We've been there sell. We've been there CB4. This is what happened. We healed somebody. 5,000 people um, converted. Then 
um, they arrested us and they started to question us and this is what happened and the bible said they, together they just lifted their voice and they were just thanking him and the bible and they, and they quoted psalms 2 and said why do the nations gather in vain and actually psalms 2 actually says that the nations gather in vain and the bible says that god laughs in duration that's one of the um own, i don't know if there's any other verse but the bible says that god laughs in duration that is he's not just laughing he is mockingly laughing at people that think they can rise up to him do you understand that what they were quoting that and they were they were they were, they were prophet, pro, um, praying prophetically about that because king david had said that that the nations when they rise against the lord god laughs at them like do you know who i am and he laughs at how minute their ambitions are, how minuscule their thinking is and their vision. And he proceeds to scatter the, their plans. So why do the nations rage against us? And I want to encourage you. I know it may look like, you know, um, with all the rumors and the conspiracy theories. And there may be some truth to it that um, there is a conspiracy about the church, right? But I want to tell you that there has always been a conspiracy about, uh, there's always going to be a conspiracy against the church. There's always going to be a movement against the church in every season and in every time, in every day. Do you understand? But we stand on this promise that Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Glory to God. And he also said that I will be with you to the end of the ages. Hallelujah. That is a promise we can always hang on. So don't even feel, don't that one iota of fear should not come against you that there is some form of conspiracy. Yes, there's always been the, there's the Antichrist that will be coming, that will embody the spirit of the Antichrist. But um, we also see that Apostle John tells us in his letters that there is the Antichrist, right? The spirit of the Antichrist. And they are in different pockets. They act in different age and in different seasons. So we will always have opposition. But we have someone who has won it for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Then see, they proceeded to pray. And that is where the title of our message is. And it says, um, Acts 4 verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place in which they had gathered was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Amen. Somebody say, shook. Shook. When they had finished praying, I told you the Pentecost was not a one-time event. We see this happen again. The Spirit of God was poured out but this time to empower them with boldness and confidence why so that they can preach the gospel they can present the gospel and they received boldness glory to god in their highest amen child of god more than anything what we should be praying for as a body is boldness to bear witness Hallelujah. We should pray for that confidence that whether we stand before uh, uh, um, the spirit of religion, whether we stand before atheism or governments that are against our faith or whoever that opposes the message of the cross, that when that time comes, we will stand boldly, confidently declaring the praise of 
of our Savior, declaring that Jesus is King of Kings, declaring that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. But that they can be part of it. Hallelujah. Prayers that shake. I need you to make personal um, declarations, personal, um, 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 what's the word? I need you to make personal statements that you are going to dedicate yourself to prayer, but not just praying, whispering prayers, prayer for boldness, that in this season, because the Spirit of the Lord will be poured out on us and that we'll be able to dream dreams and see visions and to prophesy, that because the Spirit of the Lord will be poured out upon us so that we can present the gospel to the lost, to those who are mourning, to those who are in captivity and to release them from bondage hallelujah we should pray for boldness and that should be our prayer that should be our prayer amen lastly i just want to say something from acts 4 12 and while they were preaching you know the bible says that there is and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven among men by which we will be saved amen there is no other name no other name your father's name won't save you your uncle's name won't save you your king's name won't save you your president's name won't save you what will save you is the name of jesus hallelujah Amen. Can we just rise and just pray for a few minutes and just open your mouth and just say, Lord, thank you. And I want you to understand that, yes, you are born again, that you were saved, you are being saved and you will be saved. Hallelujah. So open your mouth and just pray that prayer. There is no other name. There is no other name. We come in the name, in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. We come to the world in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And we are not afraid. We stand boldly in confidence, knowing that his name has been raised higher than every other name. His name is far above every other name. His name has every has all authority, has all power in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, try, open your mouth and pray. There is no other name. There is no other name. Our wealth won't save us. Our degrees won't save us. What will save us is the name of Jesus. Silver or gold some of us may not have. But what do we have? We have the power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Look, I need you. I need you to follow this thing because this book of Acts is what we at the tribe are learning, what it means to be a church, what it means to be the bride of Christ. And we see that template and we act it out in 2020. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. I, whoo, can we just bless God? Just clap. Just bless the name of the Lord and thank him for today hallelujah amen so um i just want to also say a big thank you to big h for letting us use his studio um as you can see uh, uh the space has more swag amen uh, i want to thank um the i want to thank emmanuel as well for helping put this who is kind of in the creative team kind of 
the Lord will save him. Amen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, like I said, our birthday is coming up soon and I'm excited about that. So um, also, I want to thank every person that has been giving generously. Look, God bless you. God bless you. I pray that you, 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 you experience increase in the mighty name of Jesus. But also every person that, you know, doesn't have, I also just pray that the Lord will lead you into spaces where, you know, you'll be able to not just take care of yourself and your loved ones, but are you able to commit, you know, to the advancement of the gospel. Thank you so much. And um, I, uh, I just pray that God continues to keep you in this season. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, our, our Tribe United, for an amazing worship experience. God bless you. Also, shout out to Pastor Peter for, you know, making all our services dope. God bless you. All right. Have a great week. Um, remember, there are opportunities for miraculous in the mundane. There are opportunities for the extraordinary in the ordinary. And there are opportunities for the supernatural in the natural. God bless you. Have an amazing, amazing week. Love you guys. Thank you Bye. so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.